0: This is the story of a community saving their local pub.
1: When we first bought the place, it was actually boarded up, it was closed, it
2: finished as a business. The brewery in Mansfield decided that uh, there was nothing left for the pub. The industry was shutting down, people had moved out of the area.
0: That was Eddie Manelli, who together with his wife, Pat Wilson, ran the gardener's rest in Sheffield. After 20 years, they wanted to move on. By then, they had made their mark on it, and Eddie and Pat set a challenge for whoever was interested in taking over. To keep it the same or similar to the customers, basically, that would be the
2: best way forward, because it had become a corporate pub otherwise. You know, it's quite a unique pub. It was made by us, but it was also a lot to do with the customers, the kind of people
1: who came in.
3: We always came down for the live music, and then we've made lots of friends here.
1: It's a curiosity. And it just attracted an oddball collection of customers, like me, I'm one too.
3: And When it, we heard it was, well, Pat and Eddie were selling, we were very worried we were going to lose it. Well, we knew Pat and Eddie were keen to keep it as it was, and we were very keen, so we, we couldn't wait to be part of it. When Pat
2: and Eddie decided they were going to retire, they slipped a little bit. Personal letter to a good handful of people, They're, only they will know quite how many, saying, This is what we're thinking of doing, let us know if you're interested. And so I then just started talking to some people who I'd only nodded to in the pub for years. And Eddie and Pat were kind enough to say, Listen, this is our retirement package, so we're not giving it away, but if you can
0: match the best offer on the table, you can have it. And we got it. Welcome to the Community Business Fix the monthly podcast brought to you by power to change the independent trust that supports community businesses in England. We'll be bringing you stories from community activists transforming where they live by making local businesses their business. They'll be sharing frank accounts of what it's really like to start and run a community business and top tips to make that journey easier for others. My name is Neil Roberts. I was a journalist and a teacher, but when I saw the impact my local community bakery, Love Bread, in Brighouse, was having on my town, I changed tack in life to work for, volunteer at and lend support to community businesses. Over eight years of volunteering, I've come into contact with dozens of other community businesses, involved in a broad spectrum of activities, from recycling bicycles to pulling pints for thirsty locals. And it's a community pub that starts our series today. The Gardener's Rest is a very special pub in the heart of Sheffield. We arrived on Sunday night as the rain was clearing, a ukulele band was playing and the pub was about to fill up for the weekly quiz. The Gardener's Rest Community Society was awarded a package of support from Power to Change in 2017 helping it to purchase their pub and preserve it as an activity centre, music venue and art exhibition space as well as to continue to run it as a pub. Mark Powell was one of Eddie and Pat's regulars and is well known nationally as a veteran in social enterprise development with a string of enterprises to his name. He loved the gardener's rest so much that he became one of the instigators to save it. This is a traditional pub and when we wondered about buying it,
2: the interesting thing was that we didn't really know who the catchment was because this district called Neeps End stroke Kelham Island is a mile from the centre of town. and nobody lives here. They used to, in the days of steel and other industries, an awful lot of people lived here. There were a lot of shops, there were schools, everything was around here, wonderful. On the edge of the River Don, marvellous area, but the industry's changed and so on. And now there's hardly anybody who lives here except for the new flats that are being built. I think there'll be 600 new flats within the next three months, for example. So that's the speed of development. As you go in through the, the front here, and we go into what I call the snug. I don't know what other people call it. There's a fair amount of memorabilia from the, the old brewery across the road, around the walls here. Uh, some old maps. And, of course, we're standing in front of a bar billiards table. Traditional game.
0: And we have As Mark showed us round, it was clear he had pride in the place. There's no question the pub has a strong feel about it and a history rooted in the industry of the area. Pubs tend to be called locals, but for some of the regulars at the Gardener's Rest, that term meant something more. They felt that they wanted to buy a piece of their local.
2: We then gave them an opportunity. We had a share prospectus and a business plan, said this is what we're going to do. And we got, I don't know, 20 or 30 people. Very typical of the way community ventures start. Gradually you get a groundswell going. Uh, You then look to see how you can scale up. Uh, we learned that we could scale up through a crowdfunding operation. The surprise, maybe to all of us, was just how successful
0: that operation was. Here's Mark Beckles-Wilson, chairman of the board of the Gardener's Rest Community Society.
1: People invested in the pub for all sorts of reasons. But some people valued the pub and said, well, we, we don't want it to be turned into a, a Wetherspoons or whatever, or an All-Bar One or some chain pub. It's special. It's a place we come to once. we am always there on Thursday night, and I don't want to lose that. So, a lot of people invested on that basis. Some people, I guess like me, invested on a mixed basis. I want the Gardener's Rest to survive and not become part of a chain, but that sounds really interesting the community engagement stuff.
2: Over seven weeks, I think we raised £236,000 or something. All the way along the lines, we would be having meetings with groups of people here, sometimes in very small groups, sometimes uh, filling the conservatory so that you couldn't get in. We'd be saying, we're trying to do this, we're trying to do that. Then we started communicating by email with those people who had signed up and so on. And um, we've built, I think, a pretty good rapport with our membership, although we could do
0: a lot better. Gardner's Rest turns to the More Than a Pub program for support and advice. Power to Change works in partnership with the Plunkett Foundation to deliver More Than a Pub, supporting groups to start and grow community businesses, to revive local assets, protect the services people rely on, and address local needs. Jenny Sampson is More Than a Pub programme manager at Power to Change.
4: More than a pub program aims to respond to the fact that over the last 10 years, the UK, we've lost about a fifth of our pubs due to a range of social and economic factors. Um, but pubs are often important community meeting places, especially in rural areas, and sometimes the pub is even the last trading facility in that area. So, clearly, pubs closing has meant a big loss for many communities. However, it also brings with it an opportunity, and that's the opportunity for community groups to come forward and take ownership of the pub buildings themselves, running these pubs as community benefit societies and reinventing the role of the pub as a provider of a wide range of services to help local people.
0: The programme offers much more than just funding.
4: We offer um, action planning support, we send out advisors to, to help um, pub groups do action planning. We also um, offer study visits and conferences and training opportunities. Uh, we also run a Facebook group that, that people can join if they're interested in saving their local pub. We also offer bursary grants to groups um, so that they can cover feasibility costs. That means things like valuing their building and carrying out a community consultation. And then we also offer large loans and grants, um, up to a total of 100000 um, and alongside all that, there's also specialist advisor support, so people that can go out and advise on everything from how to run a community share offer, all the way through to how to create your own business plan and advice on negotiating with, um, with sellers, etc.
2: So if I take you away from the snug now and into the main bar, which is a little busier, So we've got some art on the walls. We're connected to the Kellam Island Arts Collective. Uh, Some meets with instant approval, some meets with um, rather less approval from the regulars, but they'll have fun, even if it's abstract art and they don't like it. They'll certainly enjoy poking fun at it. And uh, so you can't please all the people all the time, but you do understand that different people have different tastes, and long may that continue.
0: Mark Powell introduced us to the bar staff. Ellie Ormenio began working here on her 18th birthday, and sketches at the regular art groups. Kane White is the bar manager.
3: Um, I think the fact that it is a community pub makes it more than a pub. It's not just somewhere where you go in and drink. You feel more a part of it.
5: So we do a lot of events. Yeah, you know, we get bands on. We have a poetry night. Uh, community-wise, yeah, you know, we. We have the art group on a Thursday, um, which is led by Juliet, one of our bar staff.
6: We do a variety of activities. There's painting and drawing, small craft work, usually quite simple activities, since we have people with different abilities.
0: That's Juliet Porchmouth, who, as well as working in the bar, runs a weekly art group.
6: I think it gives people something to do regularly, on a regular basis. I think because they enjoy the atmosphere at the Gardener's Rest because there's always a lot of people around in the morning and it's very social and I think it's a big social event for them. I mean, a pub is very much a place where people come to be sociable anyway, either to come to meet your friends or you come on your own because you don't want to go home. So you've already got that kind of sociability that a pub offers anyway. And then I think what we offer is is something a lot more because it's much more of a a safer environment, I think, than a lot of other pubs can be.
0: David Panther is working on an essential project at the Gardener's Rest. After reaching his 40s, he was diagnosed with autism. He has plans to run an autism acceptance course at the Gardener's Rest aimed at people that design and create services.
6: A lot of opportunities are denied to autistic people, not intentionally, but due to the way society is, and the fact, that autistic people are very much in the minority, very much misunderstood, basically an opportunity developed for me to put together this, this course. Um, I've called it an autism acceptance course because, in my opinion, much of what, what is called autism awareness courses are really missing a lot of very important things out about autism. Now being given this opportunity purely because um, of Gardener's Rest and and Yesterventure.
0: Of the house where I live is is a uh, supported living house, where uh, was roughly uh, eight people like like live there, plus staff and the manager. Gary Cipolla works at the Gardener's Rest as a cleaner. I work five mornings and I like Hoover, mop. Ladies and gents, lose. or clean them, clean the mirrors, sinks,
1: dust, the pub garden.
2: He is a working man. 3% of people with learning disabilities in Sheffield are in paid employment. He is part of that 3%. I don't expect he knows or cares about those statistics, but he'll be aware that in the house that he lives in, where there are, I don't know, 8 or 10 um, uh, people with learning disabilities, uh, if I think through them, I think he is probably the only one with... Paid employment. I first came in in 2001. I've been there roughly, roughly 17 years. He enjoys the fact that he is here and is one of the longest standing members of the Gardener's Rest. The fact it's new ownership, new management, yeah, fine. He's an anchor man here, it has to be said.
5: You, know, if, you don't, if you don't exclude anyone. So, you know, you're sat, you're sat in the pub on your own we we will actually try and include you in conversations on what's going on so it's um it's a community in itself really just employed one chap who's got severe anxiety issues at times uh, he's been looking for for bar work for a while we've trained him up and he's now a paid member of our of our team
0: Supporting people's mental health and well-being is an important part of the work being done at the pub, but it does have its challenges, which can cause conflict. Here's Mark Beckles-Wilson, chairman of the board of the Gardener's Rest Community Society.
1: In a sense, the running a business, just as a business, is familiar to me. Um, Integrating that with the, if you like, the softer issues of it being a community pub, of us supporting all sorts of people to work here who are great but they need more support at the right time than other people we could employ. And I don't have a problem with that, but actually integrating that in is, I guess, the challenge.
0: It's not the only challenge. There are inevitable tensions when a community-owned business goes from fundraising to launch, but then, when the dust settles, the business has to be sustainable.
3: I was got a tiny bit of a share in it before I started working here, and I don't know, it did change after that, it made you feel more like... You want it to do well and you want people to be enjoying it because you feel a part of it.
0: Mark Beckles-Wilson again. The pub was
1: run by a steering group for the first year. I and mean, After the first year, there's was annual general meeting. They said, we need to step down. Um, we need a properly elected management board. And like a fool, of course, I put my hand up and said, I'll help with that. And it seemed to me that a lot of things were being done very well, but um, perhaps the financial side was just floating a little bit. Um, and it was a transition period from campaigning startup excitement and a year yeah we're still here oh Hugh what do we do now and we're still in that phase there's a transition from um, campaigning to sustainability.
0: Here's Jenny Sampson from Power to Change.
4: A lot of pubs see a huge wave of support as they're gathering, um, you know, as they're launching their community share offers. You know, local people can actually buy a share and own a little piece of their local pub. You know, they, get, they tend to get a lot of publicity around about that time. They tend to get a lot of volunteers involved around about that time. And generally, it's characterized by a big wave of support. As pubs go on, maintaining that level of interest is always going to be a challenge. But I think, you know, you're back to the core principles of just Keeping in touch with what your customers want, providing them with that, providing them with good quality, a good atmosphere, a consistent service, um, and the services that they want and need.
0: So while emphasis is put into delivering what the community needs, the business side needs equal attention. Mark Beckles-Wilson has his priorities. Getting staffing right.
1: Um, There has been no grasp over stock. No one's quite known what's here, what we bought, what we sold. Um, and this sounds like the pub's been running competently. Um, it's been run by a, p- a bunch of people who have done a fantastic job of setting it up and then have crisis-managed it because, like
0: everyone else, they're volunteers and they're not full-time. But who decides who a community business should serve? And what philosophy lies behind it? With 420 shareholders and 9 board members, that can be tricky. A lot of
2: very nice people who are members and investors will say if you ask them about whether they think that pubs should be inclusive and uh, should give opportunities to people and if people with a variety of disabilities and issues should be welcomed in, in a pub, they will say generally, oh yeah, absolutely, of course, that's absolutely the thing. And you'll then say, so would you come and drink in a pub where this happened? And they'd say, oh, no, no, we, we don't go out for social work. We go out for a quiet drink. And we think that should happen in the pub next door. Well, there isn't a pub next door. There's this pub.
6: It, it is a really important part of what we are supposed to be. Um, you know, it's, it's more than a pub. And um, and I'd, I'd certainly be liking to do a bit more of stuff as well. It's just um, sometimes the whole sort of management thing and the the... the You know, the nature of having a board of directors and everything has to be passed by different people and people have different opinions on what we should be doing and shouldn't be doing and it gets discussed at meetings and then things don't happen.
2: You have to tread a tightrope, really, to deal with our social objectives without upsetting people who just want a quiet pint. It's a question of being big enough to actually accommodate what other people want and not push your own agenda too hard.
0: Someone who's faced similar challenges to the Gardeners Rest team is Sally Sody. She's a member of the Bamford Community Society, which runs the Angler's Rest Community Pub to the west of Sheffield, in the heart of the Peak District. In 2012, it was at risk of closure, so the community decided to try and save it. They ran a successful share offer, which raised £263,000, saved the pub, and now employed 25 people behind the bar and in the building's post office and kitchen. This is the Community Business Fix and on each show we'll be asking people in Community Business Ventures to offer advice. Here are Sally Sodi's tips.
3: When you're selling shares it's great to have large shareholdings coming in. Three years down the road when they want the money back that's not quite so easy so I would discourage people from having their shareholding too high. I would say You know, up to 5,000. Most of our shareholders are 1,500 and less. And most of them have thought of it as a, you know, they're invested in the community. It's a social investment. It's, it's, It's effectively a donation. They don't expect to have it back. Your publicity campaign is really important and you're using all sorts of different uh, media, so there might be existing events in your locality, so I know pubs have used Christmas markets to go and have a stand or Summer Fates or whatever. One of the things you have to be consistent with your message across all channels and that message has to be consistent with what you said in the offer document. It is a financial product and you don't want anybody coming back saying, I've been missold because somebody's got carried away with sales. I said, oh, and you can have you know, free drinks for the first month or anything like that. To put together everything you need to do to buy a pub probably takes a steering group of about 9 to 12 people. So it feels like being on The Apprentice, and it's this week we've got to launch a website. Next week we've got to write a share offer. So you'll have people who've never done it before. Well, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll have a go at it. They're more important than people with strong professional skills. They're they're great as well, but it's that can-do attitude. And people connected to the community. So when you come to Sal Shares, if people recognise the people involved and go, oh, I know so-and-so, I'll be happy to support it if they're involved.
0: Thanks to Sally from the Angler's Rest for those tips. If you're ever in Bamford, please pay them a visit. Power to Change see partnerships with different organisations as an innovative way to do good work. Mark Powell's social work charity, Yes to Ventures, was an integral part of the Gardener's Rest funding application and spearheaded the saving of the pub. They have a seat on the board. They were an integral part of getting the pub going.
1: It wouldn't have happened without them. Um, And they're also partly, I suppose, largely responsible for working on some of the community engagement, social inclusion work we do.
4: When we saw the application coming from Gardener's Rest and we saw the fact that they are working in partnership with Yes2Ventures, I mean, it's pretty unique, actually, in terms of, uh, you know, the, the social impact or the services for local people that pubs are providing. It's pretty unique. So, I mean, we were really impressed and certainly something that we'd really want to support and hold up as an example for other community pubs to, to follow. So, yes, certainly the fact that Gardeners Rest is working in partnership with an organisation that supports people with mental health and learning difficulties. That's, uh, that's tremendously in its favour from our point of view.
0: Here's Mark Beckles-Wilson, Chairman of the Board of the Gardeners Rest Community Society. It's not as simple as saying, well, they manage that
1: for us, because it's not like that. The whole thing is much more complicated, the relationship. But they, they have access to a, a network, which, as a pub, we wouldn't have access to. Um, Mark has an incredible knowledge of people who need support, ways we can support them and all sorts of things, which is vital for what we do.
0: And that's very important to me. So what does the future hold for the gardener's rest? Mark Powell showed us upstairs to a room with a freshly decorated smell. As he explains, recent renovation work was carried out by regulars in the pub, another example of the importance of community goodwill.
2: So I brought you upstairs to the one room that we have redecorated. And so this had been a club room with various old societies using it uh, years and years and years ago when it was under different management. And now we've modernised it. Um, Andy, one of our regulars, is a very practical man and he's done most of this. We also have um, an investor who's an electrician, and he's put in all the sockets, because I think there's like one old-style Bakelite socket in here before. And so now we're ready to roll, and this can be another meeting space and so on. I think there are about 420 plans. Everybody um, who invests here says, I know what this would be used for. Uh, So there might be a little scrummage and and a a long queue, but we'll probably find what it works best for. I guess meetings, possibly some acoustic music, maybe some play readings, um, bits and pieces up here I'm sure will happen very soon. And uh, we'll probably run things like training courses in here as well. But I thought you should see this room because
0: it uh, is something for the future. Back downstairs, the weekly Sunday night quiz was about to start.
5: Uh, this is your five-minute for your quiz. So if you don't already have a quiz sheet,
0: I'll... It was a lively and well-attended event that has a different host every week. We watched teams listening to the questions, followed by quizzical looks between members, then a scurrying of writing the answers on the sheets. 25 tough questions later, sheets were passed to other teams for scoring and a winning team was announced. It's a mark of how popular this event is that even previous owners, Pat and Eddie, had travelled from their narrowboat and come along to create a team with other long-standing regulars. The Gardener's Rest still, in some ways, belongs to them, but equally will always belong to the community. They've made it their business to keep it going. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the experiences of those running the Gardener's Rest, You can make a virtual visit there online at GardenersRest.com, but to be honest, if you're in the area, it's worth dropping in for a pint. This is the Community Business Fix News. If you're in the business of running a community pub and you want to share your experiences, the Plunkett Foundation is starting a face-to-face community pubs network. Get in touch with them on plunkett.co.uk. The Community Pubs Facebook group is already up and running and full of practical advice. Search Cooperative Pubs Network on Facebook. For community businesses looking for development funding, Power to Change will be reopening their community business fund in the autumn. You can apply for grants between £50,000 and £300,000. Sign up to the Power to Change newsletter at powertochange.org.uk where you'll find lots of other information. If you're at an earlier stage of the journey and looking for social investment, Good Finance Live will take place on Thursday 27th of September in Newcastle-upon-Tyne. You'll be able to talk face-to-face with social investors, hear about their experiences and find out about the latest market developments. Don't forget to subscribe to the Community Business Fix in your favourite podcast app and give us a share, like and review. Once you're subscribed, it will mean you won't miss our next episode where we'll be travelling to Stretford in Greater Manchester to find out about how community shares work, why people buy them and how they help the community to save Stretford Public Hall. I'm Neil Roberts and you've been listening to a Fieldwork production commissioned by Power to Change with research and production by Curtis James sound design and music by Simon James writing and executive production by Chris Paling. The show wouldn't have been possible without the support of the people of the Gardener's Rest pub.